Measure Action Radio, episode number 13, for release on January 7th, 2006. My name is Sean, founder of MeasureAction.com, and with me is my penis posse. Hello, Diane. Hello, Sean. I'm back, for real. Yes, you're here, for real. <laughs> you know, we didn't even miss you last week. <laughs> yeah, no, I could see that. It was good. <laughs> yeah, the virtual Diane was fun. How was your How was your vacation? Uh, it was absolutely fabulous. And I'm glad you had a good time. Hello, Josh. Hello. Hello, Alan. Hello, Sean. How was everyone's New Year's celebration? It was great. Very nice. I was driving. You were driving? Where'd you go? Yeah, we were in the 14th hour of a 15-hour drive. Ooh. We actually, we took my, my oldest son came down for Christmas from Tumbler Ridge, which is the 15-hour drive. Um and so we, we drove him home, and then while we were up in Tumblr Ridge, we decided to visit with a girlfriend of mine who lived in Prince George. And then we decided to scoot up to Smithers, which is another three hours past there, and visit with my mom for three days. And, and she did nothing but feed me uh. good, wonderful, yummy, oh-my-God, cross-rib roast, purple cabbage, pork chops, crepes. Black-eyed peas. <laughs> I think that's a southern thing. <laughs> no, we have we have yeah. we have good food. <laughs> Black eyed peas are good food. I don't know. It's a pea with an eyeball. That's right. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a good thing in my world. Well, a couple of weeks ago you thought it was a music group, so we're getting better delicious <laughs> of food. Now. And I was right. I was right. <laughs> I may have to send you something. I may have to FedEx you some uh, some Black eyed peas. That'd be funny. Ooh, and some grits. I want to try some grits and cornbread. And some chicken and dumplings. Yeah, grits by mail. That's a concept that hasn't caught on. (laughs) Maybe that's a business we should get into. (laughs) Grits by mail. (laughs) Can we sell grits through the site? (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Small grits. Corbin Fisher and grits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, kiss my grits. <laughs> Welcome back, Diane. We're glad we're glad you're back. We're glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. But we know that you know if you're not here, we can always substitute with the virtual <laughs> Diane. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we missed Diane, but the virtual Diane was pretty funny. That was pretty good. Yeah, I was. I got to tell you though, like I didn't listen to the show first. I listened to you had actually posted it somewhere. Right here, get your virtual Diane, and I'm like, what the hell? I open it up i'm listening to it i'm like oh my god (laughs) that's just creepy and she just gave us another good one did you hear her say it's creepy (laughs) i'm making notes now (laughs) the next time she's on vacation i got it covered (laughs) right (laughs) right (laughs) and now she's gonna be all self-conscious every time she says every time i open my mouth i'm gonna be like oh no did i just say that (laughs) That, that was a good clip, too. <laughs> Keep it going. You're not going to need me at all. You're going to have this whole language of my, oh, man, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Sean's not whispering this week, at least. He sounds a little more vocal. Yeah, last week we made a reference that I had moved to Studio B. <laughs> upstairs. <Yeah>. And... <laughs> Sometime around the time I started to read the Gare Bear letter, 
post. Yeah. Which was about like popping a boner in seventh grade and all that. I stuff. looked straight ahead right. at the wall. I am at the top of the house, where it's one of these bedrooms where it's kind of attic-like, you know. So the ceiling comes down into your face on either side. If I walk straight ahead, I'll run into the ceiling on either side. You know, it's one of those little. Okay. What do you call that? An a roof or a knee, like a knee wall. Hey, yeah, kind of. It's at the top where he does that. Oh. Anyway, so I'm sitting at the desk and. I I start to read that, and I look straight ahead, and I realize that I am speaking directly into an air conditioner duct. <laughs> and my parents had just gone to bed, and I'm thinking, you know, oh my Lord. I wonder if that travels. <laughs> <laughs> so so I started talking like this throughout. So here's Sean doing a radio show upstairs, like a pretend radio show into his parents' bedroom. <laughs> About small penises. I freaked out. It wasn't a matter of sound levels. It was me talking. It was me talking like this. <laughs> so we made a joke. I told Josh I was going to be in Studio C this week, which is down in the basement. But I've just I've moved. I've just moved away from the duct. So now you're still in Studio B, but you're you're on the bed or standing by the bed tonight. I'm standing up. Everything's on top of the TV, and I'm standing next to. <laughs> Oh, it's no. all wrong. All you need is a treadmill. You could be getting your exercise oh, in. Good night. <laughs> be a little noisy. Please, we haven't mastered eating yet. <laughs> to participate on Measure Action Radio, you can call our dick phone. In the U.S., it's 206-338-DICK. That's 206-338-3425. Or you can reach us on wait, Gizmo. You know, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me interrupt here for a second. Message to my mom, call the dick phone. You promised me like three shows ago that you were going to, and you haven't yet. Mom, call the dick phone. Your mom listens to Measure Action Radio? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm scared of you and her. (laughs) 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 Cook some pork chops and cabbage for us. You send us cabbage, we'll send you send us pork chops, and we'll send you grits. She can probably make her own. She can make anything. She's an amazing cook. She made me Syrian omelets on Friday. Hmm. Like, I've never even heard of one of these before. It was good. <laughs> and some eggplant Suzuki sauce. Suzuki sauce? Okay, I can't say it properly, so I say Suzuki. This <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of Alan in his kamikaze underwear. Kamikaze. <laughs> well, I was close. Going kamikaze. <laughs> that was funny. And he covered so well. He said, well, they sometimes call it kamikaze as well. <laughs> Which they don't. Suzuki, kamikaze, or gizmo. If you can also reach us, leave us a voicemail on gizmo. Our username is Measurection. You can send us email at radio at com or reach us on the web at www.measurection.com slash radio. Well, it's 2006, guys. Yay! It doesn't feel like it. No? I haven't had to write it enough yet. I haven't written it yet. No? I've typed it enough. I've typed it several times. I haven't had to write it. I've written it a couple times. It still seems weird. It still uses the same amount of ink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and U.S. postage rates go up on Sunday. Our first-class stamps go from $0.37 to $0.39. Up, 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 and they go. Amateurs. Ours is 51 well, it's a Canadian. Well, but that's because mm. your pennies aren't worth as much as our pennies. Those are loonies. Exactly. Well, now that 2005 is here, I took a look. Uh, no, no, 2006 that th- is here, Josh. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Remember what he said just before Try again. that? This, go. this is going to get worse before it gets better. Take two. Now that 2006 is here, I took a look at uh, 
something interesting, but uh, Google publishes the top search terms for the year 2005. And uh, anybody care to guess what the top uh, top news search was in 2005? 2005. Oh, uh, I'll say Katrina. Hurricane. You would think that's that's number two. The top news search for 2005 was actually, of all things, Janet Jackson. Shut <laughs> oh, up. no. <laughs> Why? Yeah, doesn't that make you no sick? Way. I don't know. It wasn't the boob thing back in, like, 2004. I mean, that wasn't this year. Was it? I think so. No. I think it no, was yeah. two years, years ago, not one. What the hell is that all about? So then. So why? <laughs> number two was Hurricane Katrina. Number three was Tsunami. Number four. Maybe because she got fat. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Number four was Xbox 360. Uh, number five was Brad Pitt. <laughs> Six was Michael Jackson. Uh, seven was American Idol. Eight was Britney Spears. Nine was Angelina Jolie. Hot. And and tell hot, and then ten was ten was Harry Potter. Um, interesting enough, the um, uh, Frugal, which is Google's shopping service, you know, just to give you an idea of the boost of like podcast and internet radio. The number one search term, of course, was iPod for Frugal. This is shopping. Number two, digital camera. Number three were MP3 player. Number four is iPod Mini. Um, I didn't know and then we've got. Mini. PSP, Xbox, and then number eight is iPod Shuffle, and then we have Computer Desk, of all things. I guess a lot of people are looking for Computer Desks, and number ten is iPod Nano. So iPods and MP3 players got one, two, three, four, five of the top ten top ten spots. So. Well, I bought myself for Christmas an iRiver. Now you can take our shows on the road, right? That's right. Well, interestingly enough, although not, not quite as, uh, as unpredictable as Google's results... Uh, I did a little look at our MeasureAction.com traffic, and just to sort of recap 2005, the MeasureAction traffic is up about 325% since we started the podcast, <laughs> which, no when did we start? Way. Like October, didn't we? Wasn't it? Uh, it was October. Yep. So we've just really had the the last quarter, and uh, our top search terms are are no big surprise. It's small penis pictures is number one, small penis is number two. Small Penis Photos is number three, Small Penis Forum is number four, and Small Penis Support is number five. Wow. So we got the small, we got the corner on the small penis market. I'd say we do, and I'm glad to see support is there. And that's traffic coming into us via search engines, not people searching for things on our site. Wow, that's cool. Very good. Aren't statistics neat? <laughs> they are kind of fun. Speaking of Google, did anyone go to Google today? Not today. Yes, it was Braille. It was in Braille. It was today. Yeah. The, the logo is in Braille. And then if you clicked on it, did you click on it, Sean? Oh, my Lewis gosh. Braille's birthday today, and they've got Google written in Braille. That's why. Oh, I see that now. Did you, that did you is click really on the Braille, cool. though? Because it comes up with all sorts of stuff on that person. It searches Lewis Braille birthday, and if you click on it, yeah. Oh. That is very interesting. He was born January 4th, 1809. See, statistics are fun. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to mention Mike Hip has a really cool website. I don't know uh, if any of you have been over there. It's called podcastsoup.net. Yes. And it's a great site. I've been visiting ever since I started podcasting. And uh, it's it's a site with uh, listings of many, 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 many uh, podcasts, and uh, it's really well laid out, and it's got all the album art from uh, many of the podcasters, and 
they do reviews. It, not only he reviews, but uh, other you can you can send in a review of podcasts. And he has featured podcasts. And if you want to keep up with your with with uh, what's going on, if you've missed a few, you can always go over there and you can scroll through and you can uh, you can read and, and kind of keep up with it. I clicked on the other day and he had listed us, which I thought was really cool. And uh, I sent Mike a thank you email. And he wrote back and said, uh, he asked me, he said, suggested maybe we change our art. You know, it's that ugly mug of me. It's really, really wordy. It says, uh, discussing Manit Link and Measure Action Radio and the phone number. and But didn't work at the really small size. So when it's yeah. sucked down and reduced, you can't read it. And he suggested that we might want to change it. And he offered to create some artwork for us, which I thought was really nice. And he sent me some examples for free, for nothing. He, he, was, he offered to do this. And he sent them to me, which I shared with you guys. And they were fantastic. What did you think about them? They were good. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're great. He's very talented. There may be some false advertising. What What about? The guy who appears in Yeah, them. my physique's not quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like looking at him. <laughs> well, we really appreciate Mike Hip working on that and uh, doing that artwork for us. And oh, uh, it's totally hot. he's also got a, a side business called Soy Candles by Phoebes. It's Soy Candles I by saw that. Is that how you say it? Phoebes? Phoebes. What a great site. I want to check out the, um, oh, what's it called? Seduction is the. Uh, the scent? Yeah. He's, did you float Did you float your cursor over top of the picture and read the... Um, yes, it says this one is hot, hot, hot. There's no <laughs> mistaking this exotic... Oops, it just moved. <laughs> There's no mistaking this exotic and seductive scent. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful website. It's very, very tastefully done. It explains on the website why you should get soy candles rather than paraffin candles. There are lots of very good reasons. Obviously, we'll provide a link to that on our show notes, but uh, I'm wondering if uh, maybe we should provide a link to the uh, artwork he sent us as well that we can just have within the Measure Action site, and, and we can provide a link so people can look at those. Yeah, we can do that. That's a great idea. Yeah. But it's Soy Candles by Phoebes, and that's P-H-E-B-E-S. And I'd like to put in a request that mm-hmm. they make lilac-scented. It's coming soon, it says. No, Let's that's see. lavender. Oh, lavender. Well, purple's purple. What else? What <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Lilac is a totally different scent. It's There's fresh linen, green tea, lemon verbena, cucumber melon, citrus splash, sandalwood, red currant. Yeah, peony. Oh, there's lots what of... What is... Oh, peony. Okay. Pineapple ginger. There's, what is patchouli? Patchouli? You mean you didn't go through the 70s? Well, I was born in 68, so I was a little young. It's that hippie scent. <laughs> it's an oil. Um, oh, don't get me to explaining it. I don't know how to, how to explain patchouli. <laughs> patchouli. Well, let's see. What, what The description he uses is earthy patchouli will set your soul at ease. Well, that doesn't really help you, does it? <laughs> not at all. But is it an herb? Is it a, It's obviously not a flower. They'd show the flower. Is it an herb? I don't know what it comes from. Is it edible? I don't know where I don't know where the oil the patchouli oil comes from, but we used to we used to wear it back in back in the day. Oh. You wore it? Were you dabbed it behind your ears or what? It's an oil. We used to put it on our body. <laughs> Googling. Oh. Googling. Uh, let's see. We learned that the essence oil made from the patchouli plant has a pungent, powerful, mossy, musty fragrance. Physaceous orangey amber oil is extracted from the leaves 
of a two or three foot perennial bush with purple tinged white flowers native to tropical Asia. Alright. Okay. Now we know. <laughs> so check it out. It's a really it's a beautiful, beautiful site. We were doing this because he was so kind to list us and uh, do the artwork for us. He, he didn't ask for this. He didn't ask for any ads or anything like that. We're just, I wanted to talk about it because. Happy to do it for him. So kind. Because we get to look at that hot, hot picture. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Hip, thank you. Check out his site, podcastsoup.net, as well. Yeah. I saw that movie Supersize this last weekend. <laughs> it's a, the documentary. Has anybody seen that? Oh, yeah. Yes. I thought that was just phenomenally interesting, although scary, just given how much I'd been eating over the Christmas and New Year's holiday. But um, for anybody who doesn't know, the uh, the Supersize documentary has been running on HBO, I believe. Uh, it sort of came out of the lawsuit of people suing McDonald's for making them fat. And so the um, writer or the, the star of it, his name is Morgan Spurlock, decided to um, come up with a plan where he was going to eat nothing but McDonald's for 30 days. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes, three square meals a day from McDonald's. And if McDonald's didn't sell it, he didn't eat it. So um, he had to sort of try everything on the menu once and uh, did did lots of tests and things to see what it did to his health. He also had to, if they said, would you like to supersize it, he had to supersize it. Yes. And he had to consume everything yes. that was on that tray. He started at like 185 pounds and ended up at 210 so he put some he put some weight on, but the thing I found most interesting is that in two weeks, um, his uh, he began to have liver trouble from eating so much of the bad food that his doctors yeah. were actually surprised at how rapidly it was it was bad for him and told him to stop. Yeah, at that point they were saying that I mean they they knew they were saying yeah well I knew that it was going to be bad but not this quickly yeah. not this bad. He started having his high blood pressure, everything It was scary. They said in 30 days he consumed about 30 pounds of sugar from the McDonald's food, and that's, you know, about a pound a day. Um, Let's see, he, um, it it said he, let's see, how many pounds did he put on? He he put on the 24 and a half pounds is what he put on, but it took him five months to lose the 20 pounds, and then another nine months after that to lose the last 4.5 pounds. And that, but that's in one month. Yeah, like that's crazy. It it was definitely a wake up call. Of course, I was. I think I ate while I watched it, but I just found it interesting <laughs> and thought I'd see if anybody else had. had uh, but I might need to stay away from McDonald's for a while. But no one in the real world would have a diet like that. It, it made all it did for me is it made me more conscious. I've eaten that kind of food for a year at a, at a time, and I, 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 well, I didn't have my liver checked, but you know. <laughs> I, I eat a fair bit of fast food, you know, lunches and on the run and stuff, not all three meals a day. Now, interestingly, on that special or on that documentary, they had a guy who was consuming his 19,000th Big Mac. Mac. Yeah, and he was he was in pretty good health, although he didn't eat the rest of the stuff. He didn't drink so much Coke and he didn't... Uh, he didn't eat the fries and such. So I could have nothing but Big Macs ever again. <laughs> they were my they were my craving when I was pregnant with my first son. Every day I had a Big Mac. If you uh, if you haven't seen it and you see it running on HBO, it's called Super Size Me, and it's by Morgan Spurlock. There you have it. Well, I had one little news tidbit that caught my that the headline caught my attention, but the uh, the headline was Pop Idol Favorite Wants a Penis, <laughs> and apparently this is about the. Um, 
the German version of Pop Idol, which I'm guessing is like American Idol. Uh, it says the hot favorite to win the German version of Pop Idol is planning to use her winnings to buy a penis. Didi Noblock, 25, one of the finalists on the Ger- on Germany searches for a superstar. Oh, that that must be the name of the show. Germany searches for a superstar. She was born a girl and now is halfway towards becoming a boy. Uh, Noblock told German media, I never felt comfortable in my own skin. I don't want to be a girl. Two years ago, I had my breasts removed in a very painful operation, but having a full sex change is expensive, about 40,000 euro. So she's taking part in the show for the experience, but if she wins, she's hoping to earn enough to afford the operation. Mm. So Wow. Ooh. <laughs> So that's the that's the penis news you were able to find for the week, huh? That's the penis news I could find for the week. <laughs> there it is. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Measurection Radio. Hard pressed to make a decision about something that's so long into the future. <laughs> well, Bronx Bombshell is here, and I want to make this nice and easy. We are definitely going to Six Flags Great Adventure Theme Park in Jackson, New Jersey, this spring, Saturday, June 3rd, 2006. Mm, aren't you excited? I need your help, baby, to get it off and running. So please respond to the poll in my thread in the Events, Activities, Chats, and Get-Togethers forum, one of the main forums on the Mesurrection website. Don't wait. No way. Time is slippery. Spring comes sooner than you think, and we need to purchase our tickets by April 30th to get the deepest discount. That's the best kind. Saturday, June 3rd, 2006. I'm going. Want to come with me? Answer the poll, make a post on the thread, or send something to my private box. If you really want to come but aren't up to it, tell me why. Schedule a tight fit. Drive too long and hard. I've got your fix, baby. It's not so tough. All you've got to do is commit. Oops. Uh Did somebody say the C word? (laughs) Okay. Here we are. Haven't even gotten into the topic yet, have we? Nope. Time flies. We'll just have to cut something out. Yeah. Speaking of cut, let's see. Our topic today is... <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Cut versus uncut. Foreskin. Like it? Don't like it. And uh, we're just going to have a little round table on this. On this now, segment. first, let's clarify. Is it, You guys are all cut, right? Yes, I'm cut. I am. I'm cut. How about you, Diane? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I have one son that is and one son that isn't. Yeah, and that's why I, that's interesting. I thought it would be, you know, you'd fit right in. Um, oh. When, as I said, I think it was the on that show where we were, I think it was, what is our second show? Do you peak? Yes. Yeah. And I, I had said the first time I ever noticed an uncut guy was second grade. I guess I was a peeker <laughs> way back because <laughs> I never saw another one, let me see, until ninth grade. Actually, it was two because they were twins in gym class. Oh, no, I'm getting jealous. And <laughs> <laughs> they were, uh, I, uh, what I'm getting at is I went to a school where it was just everyone was cut but those couple of guys. And uh, me, me too. Uncut seemed to be the uh, the exception versus versus the norm. I've only had one uncut guy. The first one that I ever saw uncut was in in phys ed in 
in the locker room after phys ed in, in uh, junior high school, and it was just one guy amongst all the, the people who were in there. Hmm. And that's the way it is, or it was. I think the tides are turning now, but that's the way it was in, uh, it's been in America. Do you have any figures, uh, Alan, on the on the percentage? The percentage? Uh, no, I don't. You know, I, I was looking, I was looking last night, I didn't print them, but but indeed, the, that's the trend, is that it used to be a very high percentage of newborn males were circumcised, and then the percentage got even greater. In other words, a, a good portion of them were circumcised later if they weren't circumcised as a newborn. And that that has hmm. that that trend has slowed down both both the the number of circumcisions at birth and the number of circumcisions later in life. Um, I don't hmm. li- like you say the 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 cut seems to be the norm, but um, growing up, the few times I'd seen my father, he was he was uncut. So I guess just from his his generation, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things. Um, done back then. Ironically enough, this week, in fact, um, due to some ongoing infections and things, he's just recently uh, had to had to be circumcised this week. So it's, it, it hasn't been a fun ordeal for him in his late 60s. He did it for the show. Yeah, he did it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, I mean, it, it, it sounds like an absolute horrible experience. I mean, the little bits, I haven't gotten a lot of details out of it, but he was bleeding so badly New Year's Eve, they almost had to take him back to the emergency room. So oh, it's just no. as, uh, you know, obviously been painful, and I, I can't imagine going through it as an, as an adult. Now, they say, you know, infants, the the story that infants don't feel it is probably BS for sure, but... Um, oh, they feel it. They feel it, but uh, the fact that they're, they're babies, you know, I guess you just don't hear about it. But do it. you remember you it? You don't remember it, right, exactly. I don't remember... Uh, I think if I if that had been done to me in adulthood, I'd I'd remember it. But they uh, don't care if you can't say anything. <laughs> hey, I'm sure your dad you don't will know, remember this. Right? Yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's the thinking. Oh, he he can't tell us yeah. he doesn't like. Never had a baby say, "Hey, don't do that." <laughs> right. I went to a website. I think it's out of South Africa, actually, and I was looking. I'm getting a little information, and. Um, I thought this was interesting. Americans in particular have an unusual relationship with foreskins. For decades, routine circumcision was the rule throughout much of American society. Uncut guys were viewed as exotic, or at least European, or working class, or southern, or even natural. Now that increasing numbers of guys in the United States are uncut, the, he's got a foreskin, so he must be British stereotype, no longer holds sway. About all a foreskin indicates nowadays, at least about a younger guy, is that he's unlikely to be Jewish or Muslim. Still, to some guys, foreskin is just the tiniest bit unusual. Something extra to admire and mess around with. And then there's the tender, moist skin exposed by erection. The ridge of flesh partway down many a hard shaft. So why is it, do you think, I mean, we most, America was, so many European immigrants came over and it was the norm over there. Where did we, what happened? Why did, why did? Well, I think there, I think for a time there was a, there was a very widespread belief in the medical community that it was beneficial to circumcise, at least in the American medical community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
doctors encouraged mm-hmm. parents to have their, their sons circumcised. Um, now there's a lot of debate on both sides of that issue. Well, yeah, but wasn't it like, like, like Josh's dad was, my dad is uncircumcised, and I don't know if that's the poor Southern thing that I'm talking about with my dad or if that's... Uh, uh, the twenties, thirty. The t- they must have just been telling them in the hospital. It's generational. In the in the twenties in the U.S., uh, very few people other than than Jews were circumcised, unless there was a medical necessity. Uh, that didn't change, I think, until till after World War II. So, sometime mm-hmm. after World War II, circumcision mm-hmm. became the norm. Yeah, and I, as I say, I think it was because there was a there was a widespread American medical belief that it was beneficial to be circumcised. Now, I remember hearing about that. Who was it they said started it? It was somebody that we all recognize the name. Wasn't Dr. Spock, was it? Kellogg or... or Kellogg's. Well, no, it was somebody like that, though. It very well may have been Kellogg. You laugh at Kellogg, but Kellogg was... It may have been Kellogg. I know. What was that movie about Kellogg? <laughs> uh, Dr. Harvey Kellogg. Thank you. Promoted Thank you. circumcision and cornflakes as a cure for masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, oh, God. thank you, thank you. You thought, thank we, you. You thought she was That's lying, right. didn't you? I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought Diane was... The Road to Wellville was the movie. Road for Wellville, that was the movie. I saw that. He was a weird... Matthew Broderick. Anything with Matthew Broderick's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he's hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. didn't mean to set us off in that direction. <laughs> Michael's not mic'd, but Michael, our intern, is feeding us some, uh, some information. 44.1% intact rate in huh. uh, 2003... For the U.S. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, which would be a higher percentage than, than a decade earlier. Much higher, I suspect. Now, coincidentally enough, I did check. There is a poll going on MeasureAction.com, and we have a, an entire forum dedicated to this called Foreskin Aficionado. And uh, it's in the MeasureAction University section of, of MeasureAction.com. But there is a poll, but, poll going there, and it's one that's been around for a while, uh, polling what the members are. And ironically, the... Um, it's pretty even. The fifty-four uh, percent cut and forty-six percent uncut. So it's well, we have a lot of international visitors. Even. Right. I wonder. I always wondered if that skewed it. Well, of course. Mm. If, yeah, I, I, I saw a statistic that said that uh, worldwide, approximately twenty-five percent of males, and that, this includes the U.S. Talking worldwide, worldwide, approximately twenty-five percent of males are circumcised. But in the U.S., if you look at the a snapshot, I think this was a year ago, a snapshot at that point in time was that somewhere between 60 and 90% of males in the U.S. at that point in time were circumcised. Hmm. You can probably include Canada in that as well. That's our 51st day. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. I would guess that, uh, I may be wrong, but I would guess that in in, uh, French Canada that, uh, that the opposite was true. I suspect in French Canada there never was that trend. Really? Hmm. I wonder why. That other Canada. Yes, that... (laughs) Quebec. (laughs) Quebec, is that how they say it? Quebec? They wouldn't want to do anything we were doing in the States. Did you say 51st state or 59th state, Josh? (laughs) I meant to say 51st. I'm not sure. We'll have to roll the tape and see what I actually said. (laughs) Okay, I thought you said 59th. I was wondering what happened to the others. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I wanted to bring up was, 
growing up, and I think I don't think I'm alone here I, because I didn't see it. I didn't know anything about it. I thought that that uh, it was a little strange whenever I whenever I saw the uncut guys walking around. You know, yeah, it's kind of kind of odd and kind of kind of kind of weird. And uh, I didn't know how to handle that stuff. You know, if I if I was if I ever <laughs> met a guy like that, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what he liked. You know. Well, did you specifically know that you were circumcised prior to ever seeing a guy who was not? As a child, no. I don't know where I. I don't remember. I don't know where I realized. Yeah, I don't think I ever had any knowledge of it either. I don't know where I finally realized that I was. Now, see, I knew I was because because of it being discussed as as a religious issue. So I had, you know, I had learned in religious school that that Jewish males are circumcised when they're eight days old. But I still didn't have in my mind a notion of what an uncircumcised penis would look like. Of course. Until I saw the the kid in you know, in the seventh grade. And, and then I, it was like, what was the phrase I used uh, a few shows back? An aha moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aha! That's what an uncircumcised dick looks like. What's the religious purpose i mean is it is it a is it a sign to show cleanliness thing you were jewish yeah yeah well it was it it was uh when what did they teach you as to why when abraham was commanded by the lord to sacrifice his son isaac and then at the last moment isaac uh, or abraham was stopped by god and was told to to sacrifice the ram instead um he was he was told to that that uh, this would represent a covenant between Abraham and the Lord, and that the covenant was to be was to be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's to be symbolized by by all of the males being circumcised, and so Abraham went back and circumcised all the males in his tribe. Yikes! Uh, not only his family, but all of the all the people who you know who. Who were part of his uh, his gang, as it were, huh. and Jewish males have been circumcised ever since. And uh, because uh, because Abraham's other son Ishmael is believed to be the the progenitor of the Muslim religion, Muslims also do circumcision, although they don't do it at the on the eighth day. I believe they don't do it until twelve or thirteen years old. Yeah, isn't that hmm. the bris or something? I don't know if that's because um, because uh, Ishmael was that old at the time that he was circumcised. Perhaps mm. I'm not sure. Is that what the bris? The bris is the. It was. I was wondering if that's the name of the ceremony, yeah. the the Jewish ceremony in which the that's held on the eighth day. Oh. Oh okay. What's the on the thirteenth? The the bar mitzvah. The, bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your dick isn't isn't touched on your bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> At least, well, I well, mean, <laughs> I mean, you may go off yourself, okay, unless you're Catholic. No. But uh, <laughs> unless you're Catholic, unless you're Catholic. Oh, oh. <laughs> good one, Sean. I think it, it remained to be a religious thing among Christians. I, I guess, yes. although you don't, you don't really hear. All of Christ's disciples were circumcised. I'm, I'm having to think that since my father wasn't and. And both my all my brothers and I were that you know at the time that we were all born there there was a general consensus in the uh, from the doctor that this was this was better and it was just recommended to my parents. I'm that sure you do that's this, yeah. I, I'm sure that's the case. 
I think with my father's case, I think it's a matter of being born uh, out in the middle of nowhere in a one-room house. Right. You know, without any facilities. Well, and in Christianity, from from my realize, this is coming from a non-Christian, but from 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 my <laughs> my my understanding or interpretation of of what went on in the early church is that uh, circumcision was a hard sell to the heathens. They decided to change the rules. Uh-huh. Well, growing up, I mean, and uh, I you know I I still thought even after I saw those couple of guys in school, you know, I thought it was odd. I just I, I thought it was odd and. Uh, it wasn't something, I'll admit, it wasn't something that I was very attracted to. Me neither. It really wasn't until after the Internet where I started to see lots and lots of uh, European porn uh-huh. that, I, that I began to think, you know, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> you know, I, I want to try some of that you sometime. Know, appreciation. You know? Okay. I'll give you that for a hard one. I don't care for the look of the soft ones, though. Oh, I do. I think that's kind of cool. Really? And, you know, years ago, I didn't think so. The nozzle look, as it were? Yeah. <laughs> the cigar The cigar before it's been, before it's been cut in that little machine. <laughs> oh. I'm, oh, see, that's a yeah, circumcision. That's also, you know, cigar aficionado. <laughs> I mean, cigar force get aficionado remember you know that i'm the same way you know tend to tend to find the cut look attractive although the the internet porn you know i see see a lot more of it i've i've be become able to finally detect a uncircumcised penis hard of course you know obviously soft as diane says that's a different animal but i happen to think that the internet has had some effect on the pendulum swinging back into the in the other direction in America. I think more and more people are seeing it and it's starting to look more more normal and not so foreign. Right. I think more and more people because they're seeing that. You know how you know how we we, we talk about how the internet really screwed us over uh, as far as uh, being on the smaller side, you know, and you see nothing but large 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 and it start, it, it starts to work screw mm-hmm. with your head. You know, you're seeing all these huge guys on the internet. And how it worked against us. Well, I think it's had the had a different effect on uh, on cut guys. I think that uh, I think seeing I think the more we see, the more accepting it is. Am I making sense? Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Sure. Yeah. So I'm all for it. <laughs> it's ironic that we're having the, we're having a very casual conversation about this, but if you do any research on the topic either on our site or on the internet you're going to find people on both sides of the of the camp that that uh there's a good percentage of people that are very passionate against it or very passionate for it i think you're seeing more against it these days yeah there's that big organization that organization called no sir right uh let me see it's n o c i r c and let me see. What does that stand for? No circumcision. <laughs> National Organization oh. of Circumcision Information Resource Centers. What surprised me is um, the amount of people that are angry at the fact that they were circumcised. Right, right. As infants. Ironically, right now, I'm thinking my father's angry he was not circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that forum on the on on Measure Action, that forum probably is the the most emotional uh, forum. There there are threads in that in that forum where you know, where people really get angry with one another over the subject. Right. And uh, and the the anti circumcision mm-hmm. people are going to be very upset with us because we've had this very calm conversation and because all of us are comfortable with circumcision. Right. Well, you know, luckily it's our show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you have a, uh, if you would like to share your opinion, call, call our Dick phone or send us an email. We will, we will do follow-ups to, uh, to the show. Right. And, and something we haven't talked about yet are, are, are all of these people that are wanting to restore. And that's also something that's in the, uh, foreskin aficionado, uh, forum is uh, people are restoring now, and you can do all kinds of. I guess that's a process of stretching, stretching. isn't it? I mean, yes. sort of. Uh-huh. You can buy gadgets, and, and apparently a lot of this stuff works. The gel queen? But instead of just gel king's more stretching the whole penis. Um, is it? This this is something to do with stretching the skin. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I thought gel queen was. I thought it was the same thing. Nope. Now this is now jolking is in, okay. is is intended to enlarge the entire penis where where these foreskin oh, restoration techniques are intended to stretch what's left of the foreskin just the skin now the thing is though is all that does uh, doesn't all that do is change the look i mean it doesn't i i don't understand necessarily feeling wise well they say it's a lot of guys say it does these guys that really are successful with it you they got to work at it you've really got to work at it there's a taping method and the funnel method and the medicine bottle method and you can buy these gadgets you can buy things cost as much as 200 bucks to strap on and stretch and but some guys say that after it's after the corona is covered for a length of time, you finally start to get those natural, those oils start to build up again, and it becomes shiny, red, and slippery once again. And I don't know. I haven't done it. Does anyone remember our, our former foreskin aficionado moderator, Dag? Yeah, Dag. Yeah. I know Sean does, because he's, he's, uh, he's a fellow uh, podcaster. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, he posted a very interesting. He posted a very interesting uh, sticky thread in our foreskin aficionado forum, where he lists the functions of the foreskin. And you know, he was he was posting a lot of useful information. Erotic pleasure uh, stores pheromones and then releases them on arousal. So a restored foreskin may start to do that. Stores and releases natural lubricants, as Sean says, that's going to start start to do that. Makes the glands a visual sign of sexual arousal. Uh, supplies skin to cover the shaft in erection and prevent tightness. Uh, acts as a rolling bearing in intercourse and masturbation. Uh, prevents painful intercourse. Stimulates partner's genitalia, giving erotic pleasure. Uh, provides a seal against the vaginal wall to contain semen. So there's there's some sexual functions. And then he goes down under protective it obviously prevents the uh, the glands from becoming becoming hardened. It keeps it soft and moist. Uh, protects the thin skin glands against injury. Obviously, in the caveman days of running around naked, it was probably good to have yourself slightly covered. <laughs> yeah. uh, protects the nerves of the glands, and that's the big thing that you read about is that the uh, you know people who are circumcised apparently are losing a lot of a lot of really good sensory nerves and of course we'll we'll never know but uh that does make make sense if you're losing skins 
Um, in infancy, it protects the urethra against contamination. Pigmented to protect against sunburn, again, back from the, the caveman days of running around. Uh, vascular, it's very rich in blood vessels, vessels that bring heat to those tissues. Um, mm. It protects the less vascular glands <laughs> against frostbite. Again, back to the caveman days. And then, then he added two that were silly. He added two that were silly. Provides skin for grafts to burnt eyelids, reconstructive surgery, and storage of contact lenses or smuggled jewels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he threw two silly ones in there at the end. But I miss Dag. He is really funny, and he has a great podcast, and he just, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if he's just upset. Dag lost a very dear friend this week, or, or, or last around Christmas, and he's been real bummed out, and he's posted that he's not going to do any more... Uh, podcast but uh, i hope he changes his oh, mind no. oh no i hope he changes what his mind what was the name of his podcast one. um dag show but uh something i wanted to say something that uh, restoration will not bring back is the frenulum and that's that little right. connective piece of tissue uh on the underside yes it's snipped oh when yeah it's cut. that will never come it's gone. back it's gone you may be able to stretch it tied in a knot, but you're not going to get the frenulum back. I guess the biggest issue for a lot of the people who are very passionate against, and they, some of these folks don't even like the term uncut, because they, they say that it's natural to not be cut. You know, what's the, um, what's the, uh, oh, intact, is intact is the term yeah. that they, that they use, intact and cut. Um, but I guess the biggest issue is that the the baby, since it's usually done as an infant, you know, doesn't have the choice. Um, so there are a lot of threads that we've seen. You know, Daddy, why is why is my foreskin gone? And and you know, why did you do this to me? And and I can definitely see all those points of view. I just personally haven't uh, haven't ever had any desire to have it back. Well, what you've never had, you're not going to miss. I mean, that's just a normal thing. Exactly. Uh, but uh, when you start hearing the stories about what you missed. <laughs> You know, I, if I grew up where I was one in ten of being the only one circumcised, I would probably have paid more attention to it. But since when I grew up, everybody was circumcised, it it didn't even become a thought in your head. I, I've read a lot of stories of people like from America that go and live in Europe or vice versa, and that those people, you know, they feel very different, and uh, just because they are sort of in the minority, and and that probably prompts one to think about it more and, and study it more and really ponder what, what could have been different or what you could do different. So I definitely see those points of view and, and hope we've done a good job to be as, as fair as possible. I've had two partners, two, that were uncut. And both of them spent a lot of time wishing that they were cut. And I can remember both of them huh. calling doctors really? and getting estimates and, and wanting to know how much it was going to cost. And I know for a fact it was really? all for cosmetic reasons. They wanted to fit in with everyone else. Huh. And they never did it, by the way. I think everybody, I personally, I think people should have a choice. Well, then what you're saying is you're, you're opposed to routine infant circumcision as a medical I per- that's my personal thing. I, I think that you should have a choice later in life. Well, I can I can understand that. I I have I would have no problem with uh, with the elimination of routine medical uh, circumcisions of infants. I'm just concerned that some of the people who want to who want to get rid of routine 
medical circumcision of infants want to do it by passing laws that would, in essence, attempt to, to forbid religious circumcision as well. Oh. And, uh, and that becomes a concern to me. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. Well, that's one thing that I was thinking was that, you know, on, on the other side, and I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail on this, but on the other side, aren't you kind of glad that if you, that you don't remember? Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if it were a choice I would have had to make as a teenager, who wants to go have their penis cut at as a teenager? So, yeah, no. You know, I, okay, I've got it done, and okay, I'm, happy, I'm fine with it, but uh, I don't know if I'd have consciously made the decision. You know, right. I, I, I've heard some conspiracy theories, too, talk, talk about, you know that this was a this was a money making business for the doctors. I mean, it's just one more additional upsell when you when you have a baby to add on to the to the bill. And you know, I guess there there may well be some some truth in that as well. Who who's really to know? But oh, I've heard a lot of that. Yeah. Well, well Diane, t- uh, tell us about your two sons growing up. Did they? compare and ask questions like why is this why is he and why am i did they did that stuff come up i I don't know what they've discussed i've talked to my oldest son doug because he and i just have that kind of you know he knows i worked in a porn store throughout his teenage years so we can talk about these things and he he has no problem with the fact that he's not circumcised it's it's just always been that way and so it's a non-issue. He's actually really glad. He he said to me that he's not because he talks to his friends and and he knows he has way more sensitivity than they do. It's a very the teenagers right now are very open sexually cultured mm. up here. I don't know about down there, but and so they do a lot of things together. And yeah, he says he's way more sensitive. Logan is only 12, and he's not into girls yet at all, so I'm not in a position to talk to him about mm-hmm. this yet, mm-hmm. because he, right now he thinks that everything about that is just <laughs> gross. <laughs> what, what was the decision? How did one end up circumcised and one did not? How did that... Well, okay, that's a good question. With with Logan, the youngest, um, I'll explain him first. I was with his father at the time, and his father is circumcised, and it was just a matter of... Um, that's just the way it is. Be like dad. We just, yeah, yep. dad's done. We, we get Logan done. Right. Um, with Doug, I was 17 years old and I was in, um, a Salvation Army run home for unwed mothers. I wasn't in a good place. I wasn't in a good place with anything. And I just had this baby and I just told my parents and my parents, my mother said, uh, Diane, you've never accomplished anything in life. What makes you think you can do this? Aww. And that was in the morning, and then in the afternoon, this doctor comes in, and, like, I'm really upset. And he says to me, are you going to have your son circumcised? And I said, yes, I am. And he says, God gave him that foreskin to protect his penis. Who the hell are you to take it away? Really? Oh. Ooh. And I just went, okay. (laughs) So you were talked out of it by the doctor. Now, that's a new one. Yeah, I was. Oh, no, I wasn't talked out of it, Sean. I was bullied out of it. And the only reason I had said yes was because, and at 17, you know, I have nobody, no family, no nothing, I'm, no one to ask. And everyone I'd ever seen had been circumcised. I'd had one boyfriend that had not been circumcised, and it wasn't pleasant. He was smelly and cheesy mm. and it was la 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 
<laughs> I mean, it, the, the scent coming off of it was not pheromones. No. No. Hmm. So, yeah, that's the story of why one is and one isn't. Well, that's interesting. But I suspect that, that the role of the doctor in the issue of whether a, a, uh, a young boy, an infant boy, is circumcised or not is is may well be the deciding factor in a in an overwhelming majority of the cases. Well, yeah, we trust our doctors. And as as the as the medical community, yeah, as the medical community changes its opinion, uh, I think you'll see that reflected more and more in 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 how infants are treated. Yeah. Mothers cave to doctors. Yep. Well, yeah. No, unless unless you've got the religious imperative. You know, one thing I forgot to mention that we hadn't talked about was was the the docking. I meant to bring that up, and I forgot. Oh. Oh. One popular bit of foreskin <laughs> play is docking. That sounds so and that's cool. sliding a long foreskin over the head of a partner's penis. And when it comes oh. to... I'm reading something here. <laughs> and it, when it comes to king foreskins or a nice little playground, nasty little clothespins fit on them, and pierced foreskins have rings inserted as decorations or even chastity devices. And then there's the natural buildup of smegma under the foreskin. Though bathed off by most, the cheesy stuff can provide a smelly treat for twisted bunk fanciers. Ah, <laughs> oh, the byways of uncut <laughs> desire. <laughs> I'm with Diane on the oh, on the interpretation oh. <laughs> of that scent. That's not right. It was, <laughs> I didn't think I had a line. You crossed it. Uh, that was from www.q.co.za. Well, on that note... <laughs> Shall I tell you how I really feel? <laughs> I think well, we did Can pretty good. It? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be something we we left out. Oh, we're yes, we will finally, I think, hear about this topic since we yeah, we'd like to have the feedback since we did not have a a person who's really opposed to circumcision on the show. I think those people will. Uh, We'll finally be heard we from. We didn't have an uncut person on the show either. Well, it, if you want to share your opposing viewpoint, please let us know. We will do a follow-up show if we get enough feedback. And it's radio at measureaction.com or call our dick phone. Yeah, you can, you're welcome to uh, give us audio feedback on the dick phone or by recording a, uh, an audio file and uh, emailing it to us at measureaction, uh, radio rather, at measureaction.com. Yeah, audio feedback is better. The podcast listeners really like to hear voices. Mm-hmm. Joshua, were we going to do any of these um, voicemail, like the follow-ups? I, we don't need it. Michael Glenwick. By the way, since you mentioned Michael Glenwick, I have been catching up on the Dallas Gay Pod podcast, mm-hmm. and that's a great show. It is a good show, yeah. Have you noticed, has anyone noticed it? Uh, he's changed, he's improved it. He's made some improvements to the site. The, the, it, the, graphically, he's, he's, he's changed I noticed it. that. And, I, you know, I think I'm a trendsetter. Did anybody notice anything? I haven't been going to the website. I've just been auto-downloading the uh, podcast. There's a new picture of Michael, and he's wearing a black toque. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cute picture. It's a good picture. And it says Dallas Gay Pod, and it's black. What's that tell you? (laughs) (laughs) What? I just, that went over my head, Josh. Everybody laughed, and I don't get it. What'd you say? I said it's the name of it's Dallas Gay Pod and it's Black Duke. And what color is yours? <laughs> oh, pink. Hello, Measurection Crew and Penis Posse. This is Michael Glenwick from Dallas Gay Pod. First, I'd like to really apologize for the crappy 
voicemail from Gizmo. I don't know what all the vibrating was, although I did like the comment that I should turn off the vibrator. Just to let you know, I do have an anal stimulator on order. Don't have one as of yet. But um, your comment regarding underwear and what you like, what kind you like to wear, what kind you like to see on others. Personally, I like the low-rise briefs like Aussie Bum, where you can just see the cut down to the pubic region. Oh, they look nice. Personally, I like to wear um, to exist Y-back songs. So, anyways, that's my input. So, again, sorry about the whole gizmo thing. I was, I don't know, but I don't even know how to describe it. So, y'all, thank you for the last episode, and talk to you later. That's all the time we have tonight. To participate on Resurrection Radio, call our Dick phone, US 206-338-DICK. That's 206-338-3425 on Gizmo. Our username is Measurection. You can leave us a voicemail there, or you can send us email, radio at Measurection.com, or visit us on the web at www.measurection.com slash radio. That's M-E-A-S-U-R-E-C-T-I-O-N dot com slash radio.